0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما يا رب العالمين ربنا آتنا من لدنك رحمة وهيء لنا من أمرنا رشدا. So, thank you, Rayana, for bringing us back together. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I missed this, and uh, inshallah, looking forward to continuing Surat Al-Baqarah. We were still thinking of what to do next, right? But I thought what we started, let's continue with it, inshallah. But just to kind of give you a recap of what, what we've done so far and where we're at, if you remember, this was the uh, overall Surat Al-Baqarah structure that we talked about, right? So 286 ayat. And how they're structured together in such a beautiful way, right? It started off with the three groups, right? The believers, the disbelievers, and the hypocrites, right? Remember the long discussion about the hypocrites. And then part two is where we really um, started off, uh, or where we finished off. So it was about the story of Khalq Adam, the creation of Adam, as And today we're going to get into... The, uh, the whole Iblis, Sajda story, basically, yeah? So, just, uh, I want to share this with you in the beginning, Alisa, Um you have an idea in terms of context. And don't worry about the slides, I can share them with you, so just be receptive. If you like to take notes, that's fine, otherwise, receive, yeah? Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is better, I think, yeah? Hey, perfect, perfect, yeah. Let's go. Are you guys ready? Yes? Okay, so we're at ayah number 34 today. And inshallah, today we're, ju- we're just going to talk about this ayah just because of its profound lessons, honestly. I couldn't stop, like, like uh, you know, ideas kept flowing and flowing, and I was like, you know what, let's just make the whole class about this ayah, right? So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, whenever Allah says, wa idh, by the way, in the Quran, it's as if Allah is taking us to a point in time. We're just talking about history now, right? So what <وَإِذ> id means, and remember when? And remember when? We said to the angels, li Adam, لآدم li Adam." Do your sajda or prostration to Adam So we all know the classic story. Allah told the angels to do sajda to Adam. And all of them did sajda. And by the way, fa' here means immediately, right? So, thumma means after some time they thought about it, they got convinced, and they did it. Fa' means immediately they did it, right? Illa iblis, except for iblis Aba wa wa kana min al kafirin. Aba wa wa kana min al kafirin. So, we'll, we'll look at inshallah this ayah in detail, but aba basically means refuse, to refuse. Istakbara means to be. Um, proud of himself, arrogant in a way And then And he was indeed from those who were kafirin So you all know the story, yes? And uh, it's really really interesting how Allah is starting the Quran with this story Right after the, the creation of Adam This is the first mention of Iblis And so it's a pretty significant story because of uh, the fact that it's positioned right at the beginning of the Quran. One thing that stands out of course is or one question that comes up is why why is Allah telling them to do sajda to Adam, right? So why was it like a sajda of worship or what was it? Why would angels be commanded to do sajda to a human being? Sorry? Good, very good, yes. But why specifically this creation? The first. Huh? the first. He's the first, yes. He's he's also honored with this special thing called ruh, right? In another place Allah says. So right after Allah blew into him is ruh, faqa'u You know, he told them fall into sajda So it's as if, yes, honoring creation of Allah, specifically this creation. Because of this thing called ruh inside of him, so that's um, so it wasn't a sejda of, like ibadah you know, like it wasn't worship, start worshiping Adam. It was more of a respect. Any other places in the Quran where human beings do sejda, like um, two human beings, or, or so there's two incidences in the Quran where. Remember when the magicians saw the magic of Musa alayhi salam? The magicians are brought by Pharaoh to defeat Musa alayhi salam. But then when they see the magic, they're so impressed. They're like, you know what, this can't be magic. And they do sajda, basically. And so, I don't recall where it is. It's mentioned, the story is mentioned in multiple places in the Quran. I think surah so. it's a shu'ara. But it's mentioned a couple of times. Um, so there, the sajda is what? A sajda of what? Are they doing I'm sajda to Musa? God? Exactly. So surrender, basically. Kind of like a surrender. O Allah, we surrender. and we d- Like we're speechless, basically, right? Um, we're just completely in awe and then they do sajda. They have n- no words to express their feelings, right? Um, and in fact, Firaun threatens them, right? H- how dare you do sajda? And they're like, we're ready to die. Yani, do whatever you want. We believe and we'll do sajda, basically. In another place where human beings do sajda human beings is Yusuf alayhi salam When, um, you know, in the beginning of the story, he sees a dream. Remember the, the dream? He sees the sun and the moon and the stars doing sajda to him. And at the end of the story, that, sajda, that dream becomes a reality in the form of his mother, father, Yusuf alayhi yeah. salam so, so his mother and the father represent the sun and the moon, and the twelve stars are his brothers. Basically, uh, they do sajda to him. Now, again, it's not a sajda of worship; it's more of a sajda of honoring and respect. Okay. Um, another interesting thing is the the lam, فسجد. li Adam. So, to Adam. Lim, lab could mean to uh, do sajda to adam which is what most people think of right but then li could be also for the sake of the creation of adam you see so after allah created adam the the malaika are actually doing sajda to allah because of adam because of the creation of adam you see so the lam could also highlight um, the purpose of the sajda right think, the yes yani um, the word asjud li i don't know if it's mentioned in that context in the quran fasjudu mm. <coughs> <coughs> yes <coughs> yes yeah. La. yes yeah. yes so it could be it could be both yani um, and then the next question that comes up is what what in the world is iblis doing in the company of angels right yeah. um So was he an angel, was he a jinn So Allah clearly clearly tells us in the Quran So he was from the jinn (laughs) Honestly Allah is silent about this Which means What? When Allah is silent about something What does that mean? Number one it's beyond our comprehension Number two Yes, thank you. <laughs> it's not important. Like we're missing the point. Yeah, Allah is highlighting the fact that... Forget about that. Just focus on the main stuff. Yes. But didn't he address them he did? Yes. So if he did, then he wasn't Exactly. So that, those are the doubts that come, right? Yeah. Um, that was... He, he must have been an angel because yeah, yeah. Allah addressed the angels. But then in another place Allah, Allah, in the Quran, Allah says that Iblis was from the jinn. You know, so how do you reconcile? So one, one theory is that he was from the jinn, but he was so righteous and so knowledgeable and so uh, close to Allah that Allah gave him the rank of hanging around with the angels, basically, and if he was in a very high spiritual status, basically, for he was like the only jinn allowed in the company of the angels with Allah that's how close he was that's how high his status was spiritually I have a question
1: yeah so this is the first time I, I uh, get to know this mm-hmm. so the fact that the uh, verse so he was uh, he was uh, obedient to Allah before and, and he was with the malaika and then
2: means that after he after he went against Allah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he
0: Yes, yes, exactly, absolutely. Yeah. Before this command, he was there. Yeah. After refusing, of course, he was pretty much, uh, you know, he declared enmity with Allah, and basically, you know, that's where the whole story started. Treen, and then he refers to him himself. Yes, خلقتني من نار وخلقتهم من تين exactly, and jinn are made from okay. Nar also, so. Because uh, Mala'ika are made from nur. Yeah? So that's another, uh, you can say, hint that he was from the jinn, not from the angels. But again, jinn, and angel, doesn't matter. He refused to do sajda, right? That's what Allah is highlighting. And so, abba. what does the word abba mean? Let's look at that. So abba, Allah says to ref- so basically refuse, refrain, abstain voluntarily. Right, so he has a choice and he, he abstains. Hold back, disagree, reject, dislike, disapprove, hate, resistance. You guys get the point, right? Yeah. So all of them highlight this idea of la ma'bi. Literally, ma'abbi. Right? Abba. Yeah? wastekbara. Notice the order. Abba wastekbara. Refused? And istakbar, he had this feeling of being greater than istakbara, and it also um, highlights the need to be great. Also, istakbara, meaning he's seeking to be great, and we'll talk about that also in a second. Wakana min al kafirin. Now, wakana min al kafirin seems like it's a result of refusal, arrogance. And therefore he is from the kafirin. Yes or no? But another way to look at it linguistically is it's as if Allah is exposing his reality. Kana also means from the past tense. kana, right? Allah is also saying in that he refused which led to his arrogance. And by the way, he was always from the kafirin, but it just got exposed at that moment basically. Right? min al kafireen. Remember kufr, one of, one of the meanings of kufr is to what? Sure. Slightly different Nothing. So kufr from, from literally uh, So farmers are called kufar in the Quran Not because they disbelieve in Allah Because of the fact that they bury the seeds deep down in the soil okay? So that act is called kufr basically To cover up the seed and so, Allah saying saying, وَكَانَ al الْكَافِرِينَ, meaning his this kufr inside of him, this denial, this attitude of rebellion, was always there, deep down inside. But where did it come out? In this scene, it came out. That was there, and it comes out. You see, that gets exposed. وَكَانَ al الْكَافِرِينَ, meaning he was always there. That kufr was always inside of him. It just came out in this incident here. And we'll talk about this inshallah, later on. So, sorry. Yeah. there's obviously a lot of references to So this is what So yeah, we'll talk about that inshallah in depth. Don't worry, inshallah. For disobedience leading to arrogance, leading to kufr. So let's talk about kufr. You just asked about that. So what are the different meanings of kufr? Because kufr is just not not just plainly no it's plainly known as disbelief. صح? But it's, it's much deeper than that So one of the meanings of kufr is Denial right? Denying the greatness of God That is one aspect of it um, And in this case How is this relevant by the way Denying the greatness of God uh-huh. Yeah refusal To, to obey يعني, Basically um, Resisting Literally a, a command mm-hmm. yeah. um, And, and Greatness of God So what's the difference between Obeying Allah and obe- Obeying the great Or, or um, Respecting the greatness of God now, Human beings don't like authority mm-hmm. But how do we How do we look at this now From a from a Mu'min's perspective, when it comes to a command of Allah, because Allah, one of His names is Al-Malik, also right? Yeah, um, He is a king, the authority, the owner, right? He pretty much owns us. He pretty much owns everything, right? لَهُ مَا فِي وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ Right? So everything belongs to Him. He is the ultimate authority. وَسَعَ كُرْسِيَهُ wal وَالْأَرْضُ Kursi highlights his dominion, right, and authority over everyone. Um, but then, what's the relationship between the, the believer and Allah being the authority versus Iblis denying this greatness? Surrender. Yeah, very good. Right. So, one is Allah is so great, and I surrender to Him out of out of love, because you know. I'm so happy that he's the authority Because he is a Rahman And I absolutely of course I would love to submit entirely to An authority and a king who is a Rahman You see But the the satanic way of thinking and, And pay attention to the words now The satanic way of thinking is I don't want any authority I don't like authority I don't want anyone to tell me what to do I want to do things my way. But it's ego. Yes, exactly. For that's really what today is all about, yeah. Today's all about ego, yeah. But denying the greatness. how for a believer it's like, what are you doing? You're denying the denying Allah's words, you're denying the greatness of Allah? What are you thinking? But it's a completely different way of viewing Allah. Right? And you know, in the um, And the spiritual tradition, they talk talk about the purpose of life being um, Ma'rifatullah Purpose of life being Ma'rifatullah And the way you know Allah is through Qurb And nearness to Him Uh, Which I find very, very um, different than the um, if you look at it, the, the new age kind of uh, spiritual movement that's out there in the, in the eastern traditions hatta west when they talk about Allah they يعني, okay they call him energy source supreme being mother earth whatever right but the depth that we have from the Quran about who Allah is and, and how you like through his names basically right asma al husna is unmatched in any any other religious text the depth of the descriptions of who allah is how does allah feel towards different people who does allah love who does allah hate who is allah angry with right like literally allah has given us a total not total but enough for us to know who he is right of course we can't comprehend who allah is completely but yani, i find that really amazing and and so if the purpose of life is matter How do you get to know a person? Let's say you want to start, you know, getting to know someone. You want to potentially marry this person. How are you? Like, are you just gonna marry this person, or what are you gonna do? Get to know them. How do you get to know them? From far away. So you gotta connect, and you gotta. What else do you have to do? Like, trust the process. Spend time with them. A lot of time. Right. And, and privately, hopefully, so they can open up to them, you can observe, you can listen, you can understand how they think, what do they like, what do they dislike? You know Is there any compatibility that? It's pretty much the same thing, Tara. Yeah And another major difference between um, I'll call it from now on new age spirituality, right? So you just are aware of this, right? Do, do you all know what new age spirituality is? Yes. So it's like this new movement in the West that has been impacted a lot by the Eastern religions like Buddhism and Hinduism, where um, people in the West, because of the capitalistic materialistic world, they were searching for some peace, some inner peace. And for which, of the all, which of the major religions were attractive in this sense? Buddhism. then you know, there's no sense of authority, it's all about meditation and mindfulness and inner peace and uh, yeah, freedom. Another major difference between the two Alhamdulillah, recently I've been getting a lot of clarity about this Um, Is the fact that Allah is Al-Hay What does Al-Hay mean? Allah is Al-Hay Al-Qayyum Alive, yes Very good, so again, coming back to love, right? Can you love And we talk about love, we talk about that emotional thing Can you love? This cushion, not really, right? Because there's no life in it. Mm-hmm. You like it? but You can't fall in love with a cushion. You, <laughs> you need. <to> <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it's human nature to fall in love with someone who has life, and you can't love like someone who's dead. خلاص <laughs> يعني it's over, right? Yeah. So you need to then at exchange of emotions, right? And so alhay. Highlights this life that's giving you that back and forth exchange of love, right? So Al-Wadud, Al-Rahman, you love him, he loves you. You habbuhum, Literally, Allah says in the Quran, right? that's also something very different than the New Age spirituality, where um, that intimacy is not there. The Quran invites us to have an intimate relationship with Allah Literally, intimacy means what? Closeness, right? Yes, and closeness, not just connection yeah. Yeah. Intimate means it's a very close relationship And, and one of Allah's beautiful names is Al-Qareeb right? وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٍ Allah says And Allah in another place says وَنَحْنُ أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ حَبْلِ الْوَرِيدِ which means we're closer to him than his jugular vein, which is apparently the, the innermost vein that connects to the heart, right? And in another place Allah says, yeah? So Allah is literally as close to us as our hearts. Yani that's that's how intimate this relationship is, yeah. Allaha أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَحُولُ A.S. Hey, how are you? وَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَحُولُ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَقَلْبِهِ So denying the greatness of God The number two is resistance of His guidance What does this mean? Resistance, resisting His guidance Being closed off, not open enough to receive Exactly, I don't, I don't need Quran I don't need Allah I don't need a religion to tell me what to do You know I'll figure it out on my own I'll do my own research right? The other is Ungrateful of his blessings Now let's stop here for a second So why did Allah send prophets And messengers and books And in some narrations he says uh, The Prophet said told us A hundred and twenty-four thousand Prophets and messengers were sent by Allah Through different times and places Why? Exactly, and to guide. Yeah. Yani. But so what's what's the uh, understanding then? If Allah kept sending these prophets and messengers, what's the like? What can we conclude? People forget. Yes, number one, and the other one, which is very important. Hmm. There are resistance. Yeah, he needs to keep sending, but there's another reality there. Yes. They need reminders and, and more yes, and more important than that, they will always need Allah's guidance. now sometimes we tend to think that after the, the death of the Prophet Muhammad and now, the Sahaba, the companions had that opportunity, and now it's gone, right? now we're on our own. Right or no? Um, fa- the skeptic mind would say it's not fair. Allah has been sending 124,000 prophets over the past history. After the Prophet Muhammad Muhammad's death, it stopped all of a sudden, and now human beings are left all alone. So how would how you answer if your 10 year old son Asks you this question? The Quran there to us. Yes. What about the non-Arabs who don't understand Quran and which represents 85, 90 percent of the world uh, population, or even more? And what about what about the different interpretations? What about it's a confusing topic, Sahib? Yeah. How would you answer?
1: Whatever is closest to your heart, I feel
2: with, yeah. with you know, translation, yeah, interpretation. Mm. Like whatever you,
1: for me, I mean, I personally. Mm-hmm. 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 I, yeah, I think it's also part of, okay. of uh, you know, our religion yeah. so.
2: and that kind of gives you um, when you have the freedom to maybe you know, choose and stuff you don't feel like you're because like you said, as humans
3: we don't like to be told about yeah. so maybe the you know, possibility
2: of options makes yeah.
3: so, uh, yeah. it yeah. better for us yeah. to kind of mm. yeah
0: yeah yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one because if, if think about the Sahaba. Imagine like we were until Sahabiyat and we Sahaba, right? And we're in during the time of the Prophet Sallallahu and this is pre-Prophethood, right? So he was just a sadiq Al-Ameen, just a normal guy, right? Very nice guy, honest, trustworthy. And then just overnight he proclaims to be a Prophet and we are in that city, and he he tells you, "Atiyyu Allahu, Rasul." Basically, he tells you, "I am the new prophet. Obey me." Based on Allah's command, right? So that's the test. That's the test. And Allah says, Says, the Prophet tells the sahaba. If you claim to love Allah فَاتَّبِعُونِي Follow me and, and Allah will love you back So now for human beings It's a pretty tough test, right? Because uh, for many, many years They've been free And all of a sudden there's this Man who is claiming not to be God, but claiming to be the messenger of God and asking them to obey Him and everything He says. Literally. It's like conditional.
1: To? And like for us, we believe that God will love us unconditionally no matter whether we choose yes. this or that.
0: Yes. So... Um, According to the Quran, following the Prophet's way is the way to Allah's love. So, yeah, there is there seems to be a condition to it. Yeah. No, but it's a way for our love to God, not God's love to us. God's love to us is unconditional. Yeah. So, what you're saying is if you don't follow the Prophet, we will love God back. No, Allah Allah will love you back. Love you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he said, Yuhbibkum Allah. So, Allah will love you back. Yeah. So other places where Allah says inna Allah yuhibbu Allah loves those who are patient Allah loves those who those who are god conscious like muttaqin Allah loves those who are mutatahhireen or tawabeen. there's different yeah. what this what this means is it doesn't mean that anyone who's not a sabr or a muttaqi or a tawab Allah doesn't love them right It just means that Allah is motivating you to be a part of this group so that you can get Elevate. Exactly, elevated status. Each and said the
1: any of Yes, yes. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: I yes,
1: I see it as
0: Exactly. Values and theخلق, exactly. Mm-hmm. yes so taking peace yes. You know? yes yes fa <laughs> hatta you know um how the sahaba described the prophet as being kana quranan yamshi ala al-ard right like his akhlaq basically right and allah says about him wa innaka la'ala khuluqin azim fa yes absolutely right it's, it's not about Eating what he eats or dressing the way he dresses, it's about following his lifestyle, which was what the Quran came with, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Qiyam wa akhlaq. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other meaning of kufr is um, being ungrateful. Okay? Iblis was at such a high status and he just completely forgot all those blessings that he had just because of that moment of being commanded to do sajda and he messed up big time yeah. but he was ungrateful deep down inside and um, opposite of kufr in the Quran also is shukr right? so just keep that in mind and then of course the, the common other uh, notion of disbelief which means uh, to deny Allah all out together so did Iblis deny God being Allah being the Rabb no no so he did actually believe in Allah many places in the Quran he says rabbi 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 right? so he calls him rabbi but he was still Allah exposing him as kana al kafirin why because of the other aspects of kufr yeah so i hope you have more depth now about the the word kafir <laughs> did you say the opposite of kufr shirk no Shukr, yeah, shukr, gratitude and and ingratitude. Um, so, what was he jealous of? It was clear that Iblis was jealous of. Yani his refusal to do such There was, Min, right? I am better than him. So, what was he jealous of? It was clear that there's some jealousy there. Yeah. And not being the greatest. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, it's all all of those, right? So the feeling of greatness, basically, this is what um, triggered him, actually, right? That all of a sudden I'm not the great one anymore, right? I'm losing that recognition, I'm losing that attention, that acknowledgement, that appreciation, the praise, and the attention. Jealousy is, is, is a result of ego. Ego is the root. Yani. Yeah? I would only be jealous if I have an ego issue. And we'll talk about that in depth today, inshallah. Yeah? But anything that triggers you, technically, is because of your ego. For yeah? so in this case, the feeling of greatness uh, was his biggest problem, right? And it's a scary one, right? Because why is Allah telling us his story? Is it just storytelling for the sake of storytelling? Well, uh, what's the message for us? Yani be, be careful of ego. Sah? Be careful of this attitude of istikbar, um, attitude of seeking attention, seeking praise, seeking uh, to be liked. With social media اليوم, it's very easy to get into that, right? Very, very... Difficult to protect yourself from that. Yeah, they need to be noticed. They need to be appreciated. They need to be liked. They need to be uh, acknowledged, praised. Yeah, and just look at, the fashion industry, right? Like, just ask yourself, why do I go shopping? Why do I buy certain clothes? Right? I mean, ideally, you'd want to buy the clothes that you like because you find them comfortable. You find them nice, right? But when it comes to doing stuff in expectation of others' response to you, that's where there's this very subtle kind of glimpses of ego there, right? Because you're seeking something in return. Kanafi iftakar, kanafi lack, right? You're living from lack, yeah. Yeah. and you need something from the outside to give you that value. So my favorite circles, I keep repeating these but uh, I think it's good to look at that from now So another way to look at this is Kufr being you are on your own You have your life And all those colors represent different aspects of your life right? And the fact that Allah is not there means that You don't need Allah in your life I'm all alone, I can figure it out on my own okay? The next stage would be to move to Islam, where you admit, you accept, you surrender to the fact that no, I need Allah in my life. I can't live alone, I need Allah's help, I need Allah's guidance, right? And so you give Allah basically a compartment of your life. Yeah, just the orange one for Allah, but the rest is still, I'll figure it out on my own. And then the next one would be, no, you know what, I need Allah to be... Yeah, in the center with me Because I need him in every aspect of my life I need him with my family I need him at work I need him with my health I rely on him for everything Yeah But then is that still complete? Because what's still there? Me Uh, Yeah, so it's it's Allah and and me Allah and my agenda Allah and my desires Allah and 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 the word for desires in the Quran is Al-Hawa, by the way Right? al-hawa, And Allah says in the Quran, Hawa. So some people actually they take their Hawa as their ilah also. Right? So you, you tend to kind of worship your own desires and it doesn't stop there. The ideal place would be for you to reach this level of Ikhlas, which means Allah and only Allah. Right? What does ikhlas mean? full devotion and what happened to you yeah you are pretty much um selfless. selfless is a nice word nothing they call, they talk about nothingness reaching the state of nothingness um the quranic word for that who can tell me what it is <laughs> so, so mu'min is still there iman but What's the lowest title you can get in the Qur'an? The lowest of the low. The lowest? Yeah. The lowest or the highest? So highest, lowest world, in a worldly sense, highest according to Allah basically. Yeah. So Malik being high, what's the opposite of Malik? Oh, abd. abd, very good, yeah. So Abd, yes. The word, the word Abd highlights this nothingness. Yeah, that I am pretty much a servant of God. Okay. Um, and that nothingness is really the game here, right? Until we reach a state of nothingness, we s- will always have elements of shirk. Yes. Yeah, so, so if you notice how, like uh, in the Islam and the iman circles, there's shirk going on, right? Because Allah is there, but there are other aspects also that are important, right? So what does allah says uh, what does allah say uh, in the tongue of uh, iblis he says notice he said rabbi so he iblis is telling allah rabbi O my master right bima because of what you, because of your because, because of how you misguided me i will surely beautify this world for them this low, lowly world for them wa la And i am for sure gonna misguide them and take them all off track right but then, and notice, ajma'in means what? All, all, all. all of them, right? But then there is an exception. Illa ibadak minhum al So, iblis can't access the muhalasin. What about the rest? He has full access to them. I mean, this guy is just, you know, iblis is having a blast. Yani, you know, <laughs> best, um, yeah. But the, here, Iblis pretty much has no access, right? That is actually the highest level you can reach, which is known as a nafs al mutma'inna A nafs al mutmainnah. You have reached a state of serenity and sincerity and purity, where you are at peace now. Whereas this one is amara A nafs al amara The nafs that is commanded to do evil, and Shaitan is basically playing with you like a remote control. يعني. And then in between you have the nafs al-lawama, the nafs that's back and forth, right? It's blaming itself, going back and forth. Um, so true, true naim comes here, right? Where you have ikhlas. But then t- to go from here to here, it's a journey, right? Does it happen overnight? What does it require? Devotion, discipline. Practically speaking, what does it require? What kind of practice? Okay. Can we be more specific? To make it more practical, (laughs) Yani? Yes, so dhikr. Introspection, going within. Uh, It's called tafakkur, right? Thinking. um, Contemplating. Self-analysis. Muraqaba, it's also called, right? Observe, like, Observing your thoughts, ob- observing your emotions, observing your your intentions—like looking at your deeper intentions. So it requires effort. It requires time, and um, it requires space, doesn't it? In the in the life we live today, everything is just so fast. You're always so busy. There's stuff going on. There's noise, 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 noise. And what do you need to do? Take yourself out from this stuff and, and like, literally create like a cave. Literally, like Ashab al Kahf. Have a cave where, like, you know, Alhamdulillah, this is like a small cave now that we're in. Detached from the world for like an hour, an hour and a half. Just doing dhikr, remembering Allah, you know, trying to understand His book. And so, this is a necessity for someone who wants to be on that path. Otherwise, the, the day to day life and the noise and the distractions. What do you think? Can someone survive in that environment? No, no, right? Very important to um, make it a priority. It doesn't happen by chance. You actually need, like Rayana said, discipline, right? It needs to be a priority in your life. And then, if you look at Remember how we talked about all the prophets and messengers, right? Wa Abdullah what was their common message? One hundred and twenty four thousand prophets. Exactly. wa la to bihi shaya. Literally, that's what it was. la tushriku to shirikubisha. Now, what's the um, layman translation of Abdullah now? How would you explain this to your ten year old child? Honor
1: and respect.
0: No, so we just talked about what does Abd mean? What does abd mean? Yeah, when you were nothing, basically, right? Yeah, nothing. So abdullah means make yourself nothing, make Allah everything. That's how I, I actually explained this a couple of days ago to my daughter, right? Her huh? Her and I'll, I'll explain it to you how I explained it to her. So I'd like the more nothing you are, the more happy Allah is with you, basically, right? Um, they they get it they understand. I'll, I'll give you a qu- easy trick to kind of uh, understand that. But this was the common message of every single prophet: wa la bi Because Abdullah meaning make yourself nothing, and la tushruku bi right? These were the shirks. This is it, guys. This like this is like one sentence summary of the entire Quran of all the prophets' teachings. Is make yourself nothing. Get get. Tame your ego Basically right? Because you can't Actually technically Get rid of your ego Your ego can turn Into something positive Once you tame it Right It's like riding the beast But then So long as you're in shirk You're you're always going to Go through pain There's always going to Be suffering Pain Why? That's Allah's way Of reminding you That you're going off track And that You need to come here And whatever your means Of Shirk Will be the cause of your suffering Yeah, remember we talked about this So if, if money is the center of your life Money will be the reason you suffer in life Yeah um, So moving on So yeah, this is how I explained it to my daughter, right? So In life, in school We are expected to Think of it as numbers now, right? We are expected to, with time score higher numbers, right? 10, then you make reach to 20, 30, 40, 100, right? And the higher you are in the worldly sense, the more what? The more you get honored, the more you get respected, the more you get uh, acknowledged and noticed and valued, yes? And what that is now, we just figured out, that's, that's all ego being inflated, right? And so if we go down... Uh, we go up this track in pursuit of worldly gain in terms of worldly accumulation of numbers what happens to us spiritually decline 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 because you're going more into shirk 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 possibly kufur, yeah and so i explained to her in that the prophets and messengers came to teach us to basically Go down to the level of yeah? Go Go down to Zero Go down to the level of zero And the lower your Score is From Allah's perspective now What is Allah going to give you In compensation for that Everything you need In fact Allah will honor you in this life People will love you You will get respect, you will get honor But that's not what you're seeking You see so you will get it as a result of you seeking ubudiyah So everything you want With this, you are pursuing that which and, and probably you won't get it, right? Here you are pursuing ubudiyah But Allah will give you Everything you want in, in, uh, As a result of your humility But she's like, yeah, Baba, but what do you mean? Like, I I shouldn't study, I shouldn't get good grades, I shouldn't uh, drive a nice car, you know, uh, get married. I told her, of course, you can do all of that, but do it from the perspective of your heart being a Abd. Because Abudiya is not on the outside, it is where? It's on the inside, right? Yeah. So without seeking, like we said, what what did Iblis want? He wanted appreciation, he wanted acknowledgement, he wanted praise, he wanted uh, to be noticed, he wanted to feel better than the other, right? When you seek to be nothing, your objective is completely different in life. Your objective is closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All you see is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His pleasure. Giving value. Yes, you're serving people, you're working, you have your business, whatever. But you are in contribution mode. You are in service mode. You're not there to get anything in return to inflate your ego. So you, you do get paid. And that becomes a means of your Gratitude. Not a means of you feeling that you are better than the other, yeah hmm hmm Yes, which is the khalifa actually. The role of the khalifa is to be a representative of Allah on earth. Right? And Allah only gives, right? He doesn't need anything. He is al-ghani, right? Yeah. Meaning he is f- fulfilled. Same thing with al-abd. Al-abd is fulfilled by Allah. So I don't, I'm not seeking anything. Because right? I'm already connected to the source of everything. And when I have Allah, I have everything. When I have Allah, I have everything. When I don't have Allah, I have nothing. for there is another way yeah I think it's, it's a combination of two things. Yeah, you to climb the corporate ladder. There's two things you need to do. You need to give value, maximum value, more than anybody else. And number two, you need to be a good marketer, okay. right? So there's nothing wrong with those two, right? Uh, the al al al-humble w He's missing the point, right? It's not. That's not what this is about abd doesn't mean you are stepped over that you're like you know uh, you have no personality you have a low self esteem look بالعكس العبد قوي right and uh, you are al abd you the smartest person he's the most productive he is al muhsin in allah loves al so he's he's excelling in everything he does but at the same time he's he's a good marketer you yani look at um, someone like musa alayhisalam right um he marketed himself to become uh was it no sorry, it was Yusuf alayhi salam. He marketed himself as a good dream interpreter and got hired, you know? Um there's also um so who was it who was إِنَّ مَنْ إِسْتَعْجَرْتَ الْقَوِيُّ الْأَمِينَ Yeah, Musa a.s. Marketed himself as someone who was strong and trustworthy. Nothing wrong with that, right? But again, the marketing is not for uh, manipulation. It's not for s- scamming and cheating people, right? So it's not false marketing like Coca-Cola, right? Yeah? It's real, genuine value, yani. It's and if you don't, and that's why like. Um, Iblis is so good in marketing with the crappiest products and services, right? Yeah, but he's a genius in marketing. We need to do the same now. We need to come with value and extreme marketing. So I think marketing is يعني anyone who's doing anything in life يعني, you need to st- without marketing you'll be a loser, especially now yeah. It's not humility to not market. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah? Right intention. Exactly. So remember, axis shahawat, which is uh, ego, is qiyam or values. You can be one of the two, you can't be both. So to give you an example of these two, you can study to get good grades. Or you can study to get knowledge, so you can benefit yourself with it. Now. You see, so the, the grades approach is shahwa. it's hawa, it's ego. I want to get better grades, yeah. So it's about like, there's no value in there. I want to gain knowledge is value. Uh, when it comes to business, I want to make money versus I want to sell the best salads. Um, in employment, I want to. Get a good job that pays me well, right? Versus I want to contribute to this work and to serve the, its customers and, and sell its products or services because I believe in the value that it's, it's giving. A shahwa would be she's hot or he's hot, right? Or she has a nice family or, or nice car, or whatever. That's shahwa, it's hawa. Versus this person is amazing. This person has amazing values I respect this person I enjoy the conversations with this person You know, So in everything we do It's either Hawa or Qima Hawa or Qima Qima is about contribution Hawa is about what can I, uh, what can I get back yeah? Yeah. To reach the zero Yes you have to be um, value driven?
3: Yes Mm. This yeah yeah sure mm. so you
0: have to be contribution think of it as output yeah. what can i give not what can i get it's also a lifestyle yani the way you do things your intention is always giving 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 you know
1: less things to think about because we, we, you know, through school, college, valedictorian, all these things that we've been, you know, put with this life yeah. with in terms of this worldly things makes us feel less than. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to look at that. I want to be like that person. but Maybe that person is really exciting, so maybe, yeah. maybe that, because we're all the same. Yeah. Killing our budget. So at the end of the day, it's, I think it's wise to change perspective and just to at what it is that you enjoy, following that, could she
0: be Could be in It's that kind of change. It sounds difficult for about and
3: Um, okay. and, uh, like, I, well, I like am you know, not driven by any like you said, the,
2: the, do do, I do things for
0: the knowledge for the dots, but I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> again um, I mean it's a journey it's a journey. It's a journey. So just yeah. To kind of Sure. Um So you see how it's flipped, sah, yaani? Yeah? For the lower. And hatta, tchufa, al والمعراج Ma'raj, when the Prophet ﷺ like was basically went to meet Allah, Allah reminds him, even in that status, in Surah Al isra he says, Subhana the Asra bi abdihi. Laylan min al Masjid al Harami, ila al Masjid al Aqsa. So notice hatta there, Allah's putting the Prophet ﷺ in his place. And the Tara, I'm inviting you up to me, but you're still abdi. And it's, again, a very different kind of uh, approach to spirituality from the new age concept. The new age concept, it's more about becoming one, becoming um, expanded which can sometimes in a very subtle way lead to ego. It can lead to a sense of uh, false empowerment, false sense of inflation, um, where I become unlimited in what I can do. But to correct that, yes, we can become fully empowered, fully uh, unlimited in our potential, but that humility is required. The humility comes from iya kanastain, and so fatiha Allah in a beautiful way balances it out for us, right? So I will. So that humility means I always will need Allah's help. With Allah's help, I can do everything that's impossible, right? So bringing in Allah in the picture balances it out. Tawakkul and yeah, all of that exactly. Yeah, another way to understand this difference that I just explained is the zero versus the infinity right And the and an from my studies over any the couple of past years in the new age kind of schools is this idea of infinity there's no limits everything is um infinite versus the zero in in the quranic context context you see now, what's the difference between the two? If you, and this brings us to the next concept of triggers. Yes? Um, if you multiply any number by zero, what do you get? Zero. And if you multiply any number by infinity, what do you get? Infinity. infinity. Yeah, exactly. But is the goal for the Abd infinity or zero? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> but there, for Allah's infinity, Allah's infinity, we are, we are zero, basically. Um, in the Quranic context, again, like we said, there is no such thing as unity with Allah. Right? There is a separation, creator and creation. We can embody and this is where a lot of philosophers got it kind of confused for the mass public. Now, when they talk about unity, they're talking about the unity of the qualities. Allah is rahman I also have similar qualities of Rahmah in me. I have qualities of Ra'fa. I have qualities of Hilm. I have qualities of Sabr, which are all divine qualities. But... I'm still apt. I'm still weak, I st- I'm still going to die one day, I still have an end, I still uh, am going to reach a point of zero one day, right, and whether we like it or not, we're all going to get to zero, by the way, one day. But
2: as your physical self,
0: yes. in the soul sense, isn't mm-hmm. it infinite, eternal? And yes, so, you know, uh, inshallah, we'll talk about this when we get to the ayah, but why does the ego, in a sense, um, fear death, if you think about it? Why does the
1: ego fear death? Because it keeps wanting to, uh, <laughs> it keeps wanting to um, inflate
0: Yes. It and what happens on the, uh, at the time of death? It stops. Yeah. Why? Because it's basic, because the human being will then realize the reality of himself. Now he was, he was, and he wasn't this ego. This was a false self of him. but the ego dies instantly. Yeah. fikra yeah. yeah. Allah and Eckhart Tolle talks about this also. I have a quote for his, is, uh, the pursuit of our pursuit in life should be t- to die before we die, actually, right? The death of the ego means you become zero before you die. as such, you live, you enjoy life at that space rather than live with a false sense of self and realize it at the point of death. You see? Um, فيا, infinity in the sense سعات, some people think of infinity as Wallah, hatta ma fi yawm al مثلا. Um, is, is the Quran very clear about the idea of Qiyamah and, and, and transition? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but you see how sometimes infinity can take away that sense of accountability, that sense of responsibility, that sense of um, transition. Transition. if uh, from a soul's perspective yes muffy mode. yeah but ahna yeah. yeah. for us yani accountability is a very important part of this this life yes um, and realizing that you are not the ego is a pretty big deal yani if you look at the story and the fact that istikbar is such a big deal, right? So getting to that zero before death is, is critical. So, even looking at the the statement of shahada, right? So, La ilaha illallah. Look at the, the first part of it, La ilaha. What does it mean? Exactly, right? La ilaha illallah. So, la ilaha is actually, think of it as purifying yourself from all other forms of uh, shirks, basically, right? So, reaching the point of zero. La ilaha means you clean up your shirk to reach the point of illallah, which is ikhlas, only Allah. And so, why did la ilaha come before ikhlas? Because you can only attain ikhlas, which is pure submission to Allah after. Is a, you can only attain that when you, when you rid yourself from all forms of hidden shirk, hidden ego. Yeah. And then of course, Muhammad and Rasulullah is the manifestation of that example. Like the, we, talked, we talked about this idea of khuluq and him being the Qur'an. He was a manifestation of this ubudiyah on earth, basically. And Surah Al-Fatiha talks about, or summarizes this concept beautifully in the, in the ayah, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدْ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ So, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدْ is that ikhlas part, you and only you. Notice, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدْ Again, what does na'bud mean now? What's the new definition of na'bud? So, that's the old one, Yeah, the new one. <laughs> So again, what does abd mean? Zero. Think of zero, the number. Whenever you see abd zero, right? Yeah. So iya kan abd ya Allah in front of you, we are zero, basically. Yeah. in a simple, simple way to understand this. And then, iya kan asta'een We need we need your help. Yeah, that's a humility part of it. Because he was the manifestation of this, this theoretical concept, right? Of abu'dhian, he was the example. لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حَسَنًا he was the perfect example for us. And he is also known in the spiritual teachings as al-insan al-kamil. Yeah, the, the most complete complete insan. If you look at all the prophets, he was the finality of it. And Iyyaka Nasta'een also highlights the fact that we want Allah's help to be like Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So you need, his, you need his help, you need his guidance. And Iyyaka Na'bud also is your relationship with Allah versus Iyyaka Nasta'een, your relationship with his creation. Remember we've talked about this before. Yes, So your istikhlaaf is Iyyaka Nasta'een, your role on earth to make this world a better place. To be of contribution and value versus iya na'bud is that selflessness that you're working on right that's sincerity of intention and purpose and no ego that's iya na'bud. so you need a balance of both and allah talks about this idea of hatta selling yourself speaking of selflessness he talks about women women and nas and amongst people are those who sell themselves. Manyashri nafsa. The word yeshri is the opposite of yeshteri. Yeshteri means to what? To buy. Yeah and yeshri means to sell. Yeah? So he says, Waminan nas manyashri nafsa Literally, like selling themselves. Not because they are worthless. Again, Yani. Don't confuse this for being worthless. like, When you sell yourself, meaning you become zero you become extremely valuable in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fa, notice why are you doing this to seek allah's pleasure ابتغاء, to seek allah maradhat means from ridwan ridha right you seek allah's pleasure always thought as sickness ah <laughs> uh, really <laughs> <I'm still> <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's from ridla actually yeah يَا النَّفْسُ اِرْجِعِي إِلَى رَبِّكِ رَاضِيَةً مَرْضِيَّةً What's the difference between رَاضِيَةً and مَرْضِيَّةً? رَاضِيَةً مَرْضِيَةً No, it's, it's quite different. So رَاضِيَةً is into, You are satisfied. You are satisfied. You are pleased. You are satisfied. Mm-hmm. And then مرضيه is Allah is satisfied with you. It's a higher, it's a higher level. Yeah? Everything you do. Now let's make this real. right? In our practical life. You go to work. مرضيه You take care of your children. مرضيه You have good relationship with your spouse. مرضيه You go to the gym. مرضيه You eat healthy food. مرضيه So for the selfless person. Everything he does is مَرْضَاتِ Allah, Not مَرْضَاتِ النَّاسِ mm-hmm. See the difference? Because some, even your body is Yes Yes, so, yes, so you're, in, you're in contribution mode And you're not seeking See, why مَرْضَاتِ اللَّهِ is so important? It's because you're not seeking anything, anything in return You're not seeking appreciation You're not seeking praise You're not seeking recognition You're not seeking uh, attention Does it make sense? Yeah? وَاللَّهُ bil بِالْعِبَادِ And then, يَا اِلَّذِينَ amanu. Notice the next ayah after this. أُدْخُلُوا فِالسِّلْمِ كَافَ Enter into the state of submission entirely. Meaning with ikhlas, right? Because sometimes you have 50% Islam, right? 50% resistance. Allah is saying entirely, 100% you can be sure that if you give your life to me, I'll take care of everything for you. <الشيطان> Why did Allah mention خُطْوَاتِ shaitan right after that? It's because what is خُطْوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ? Against uh, Exactly. Against kaf actually. The key word is kaffa. Which means 100%, right? خُطْوَاتِ We'll be like, you know what, 95% is pretty good. 90 is not bad. 80, 85. But one step at a time, he'll reduce your trust in Allah and... You go down from, you know, 99 to 80 to 70 to 60, 50, and then, you know. إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُبِينٌ And then Allah beautifully here says, أَفَغَيْرَ <inaudible> allah Remember, we talked about Islam not being in the name of a religion, by the way. Yeah? What is Islam truly? Yeah, it's, it's basically living in accordance or in alignment with the universal uh, system of living of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So Allah says that, وَلَهُ أَسْلَمَ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ So everything in the skies and the earth has entered into this Islam, right? So the moon is a Muslim, the sun is a Muslim, the stars are a Muslim, our body cells are a Muslim, right? وَلَهُ أَسْلَمَ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ karhan wa وَإِلَيْهِ Just to explain this idea of Islam, which means submission. Why are we talking about submission here? Because does the ego want to submit or resist? Resist. Yeah? So that's the context now. So remember back in physics, atoms, neutrons, electrons. Yeah. So what's at the center? It's called the nucleus. Yes. And then what's running around? The electrons. Yes. It's so beautiful how, yani, subhanallah... Even at the atomic level, there is a central nucleus around which everything revolves, right? In Again, this is debatable, but do you? Be- I don't know if you guys believe that the sun is the center of the, like, our our galaxy or something. Or yes, it's one theory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, the heart is the center of the body. Baduqal. It's you know pumps blood in and out and all of that and you know the breathing system and all of that. Um Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Think of Allah being the center, right? And then everything is revolving around Allah Subhanahu in submission, in orbit, in, in flow, which is called tasbih, right? In a beautiful flow. <coughs> With no resistance. And um, what do we do when we go to like Mecca and, and do Tawaf? There's this Kaaba in the middle. And everybody's just doing tawaf counterclockwise in submission, right? So we're—it's as if we're re, re um, recalibrating with like our fitrah, our nature, right? And by the way, and uh, have you guys heard of the concept of free radicals? Yeah. Yeah. So for those who are not health freaks, <coughs> free radicals cause aging in our body. Um, that's what makes your cells deteriorate. When you, you know when you cut a, a red, like an apple open and you leave it open for 15-20 minutes? What happens to it? It turns brown, right? Because of the uh, aging process, basically, which is free radicals, again. Exposure to oxygen causes what? Causes You see these electrons on the side? When one electron leaves that orbit of Islam, <coughs> it turns into a free radical. Meaning that which meaning that that's, uh, atom ha- is now out of balance. Okay? It's out of balance. So what happens basically is, what does the free radical then do? It goes to other healthy atoms and starts stealing from them. Mm-hmm. Literally, right? That's why they tell you have a lot of antioxidants. Drink a lot of green tea. Drink orange juice, cod liver oil, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, Kangen water. I don't know. If you guys, have you guys heard of Kangen water? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I recently started that distribution. So let me know if you're interested about that, but Kangen water, antioxidant water, literally. Yeah. It's what it does. Is, it's think of it as a donor system where the antioxidants go to these free radicals and give them the electrons that they're missing so that they can come back into balance and stop stealing from other cells. So it's kind of like slowing down aging, يعني, you know, when you have a lot of these antioxidants. Yeah. But subhanallah, يعني, hattal, like, this is how human beings act, by the way. When we leave the state of Islam and we become crazy, right? We start doing shirk and all that kind of stuff. Then we start harming others, right? Which is what façade is. And it's a, it's a contagious thing, like, one guy does something bad to the other, the other does it to the other, and facades starts spreading. And antioxidants represent al-muslihoon on the Ard uh, basically. Uh, which is the khalifa of Allah on earth, right? Inni ja'alu fil ardi khalifa, basically. To do islah. But we're living in a world where there's so many free radicals, meaning people who have left Islam, and we need to be the muslihoon to donate to them selflessly. Come back into submission. Come back into submission. So you see how like, incredible this is? It's happening at the atomic level. And so uh, Allah tells us like, in a different place this idea of Islam. So just like the skies and the earth are doing Islam, women أحسن ديناً Who is on a better way of life? Who is in a better lifestyle than the one who ممن أسلم وجه لله? Noticed, than the one who completely... Submits to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Aslama wajhahu So he's not looking here and there for praise. He's not looking for recognition here and there. Aslama wajhahu. Mardatullah. That's it. Wa huwa muhsinun. Notice, we were talking about this earlier, right? He's abd, but he is muhsin. He's excelling in whatever he does. Wa taba'a min Ibrahim. And he's following the way of Abraham. Wa attakhad Ibrahima khalilah. So the Prophet ﷺ was asked once, "Ya Rasulullah, what's the deal? Yani, can't we wear nice shoes and put nice perfume on and clothing? What's this this 'ubudiyah thing, yani, all about?" The Sahaba were pretty um, respectfully brave in asking questions. Yani, they they wouldn't just uh, listen to stuff that they don't understand and not ask out of shyness, yani. This is good for students and then ask. When something's not clear, ask. With respect, but ask. (laughs) There's (laughs) nothing (laughs) wrong with you. The Sahaba asked, What is arrogance? Tell us, Ya Rasulullah. Because we're confused now. Like, I have these nice shoes. Shall I wear them or not? I have this nice perfume. You know, It's a valid question to ask. he He gave us a beautiful definition. He says, Allah is beautiful and He loves beauty. He's he's telling him, relax, you can still be beautiful. You know, dress beautifully, smell beautifully, whatever you want. But then he says, what is Al-Kabr? He says, rejecting the truth and looking down on people. Simple words, but to the point, right? Yes. So rejecting the truth and looking down on people. And that's exactly, these are two things that Iblis did, right, in the beginning. Yeah. He rejected the truth, meaning Allah told him do sajda, he didn't do it. Number two, he looked down on Adam. Meaning he got into the comparison mode. I am better. He he was going into the scoring system. Yeah? Whereas we want to be in the zero. So you see I hope like it's becoming clear now, yeah. Um so ego it's all about I am the body, I am my possessions, I am my job, my business. You know how sometimes pe- people ask you, so uh, who are you? Like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a banker, I'm a doctor, <laughs> exactly. Um, but we rarely, يعني, uh, it might sound weird to say I'm Abdullah, of course, like that's a bit, shway, self-righteousness, sah, yani, fa-
1: affirm that in my mind, like yeah. I just stop there. I yeah. am yeah. just a being. Mm, you don't need to attach it to a job or to a yeah. title yeah. or anything. exactly do No, this is a about the question to What you do? Instead, people should ask what makes you mad. So actually get into people. Happen. Because going internally like fine finding what mean what makes Ryan mad yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. when I say mad I mean something that's a little off where I can maybe help you mm-hmm. and you can help me with what makes me mad I me mean. or what drives me. Yeah, yeah. Or gas you happy yeah. or what
0: do you do exactly you do such a worldly exactly. What do you do? Who do you know, right? Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: mm Less, less than. Less, less, less than. Because, because you are supposed to be excellent at one thing and one thing only. But we as humans are not excellent at one thing and one thing only. Yani there is nothing wrong with trying different things. Exactly. Seeing what you are and what you're if you are not. Mm. And you feel like you are less than. Mm. Like that. Yep. Yeah. It's, I think very important because mm. you feel it defines me. Yeah. It makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. And
1: I feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah
0: but i am from so and so family or from so and so tribe or i am you know number one in whatever or the fastest the quickest the smartest the you know yes like all these things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One guy said, Oh, we should 100, yeah, yeah. and this is Hino's car. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So, that been- <laughs> Exactly. That's either I am or I want, right? Because the ego is always fakir. Remember this ego is fakir, meaning it always is in need, it's in lack, right? Whereas Allah wants you to be ghani, billah. Ghani meaning not in need. Of anything. When you have Allah, you have everything. You are fulfilled. You're not, so by being abd, are you worthless or fulfilled? Yes. Yeah. So by being abd, you are fulfilled, not worthless. Um, I want to be right. The need to be right, right? The ego. The need to be a winner. Hating to lose. Hating to be wrong. Hating to be criticized. Uh, I, I need respect. I want respect. So, you get disrespected easily. Yeah? That's a sign of ego. Or you seek respect all the time. Seeking appreciation. And when you don't get appreciated, you get upset. That's another sign of ego. Uh, seeking to be noticed. And when you, get, when you don't get noticed, you get upset. Oh my God, I spent so much money on that dress and no one said anything. <laughs> Um, (laughs) seeking seeking authority seeking to be you know the boss in control it happens a lot in marriages right everyone wants to be the authority and uh, parent parenting it happens a lot in parenting parents want authority major ego problem there for parents yeah Control and authority. <coughs> so uh, Wayne Dyer has an interesting acronym. Is it is it acronym when you like break down the letters into words? So he says ego is edging God out. Yeah. I read that actually. edging God out. <inaudible> you are you are you authority and <inaudible> كل yeah. The different, different types of ego or different ways in ego, which ego comes out is power, ego of power, ego of, like we said, achievements, in terms of money. In terms of my power, in terms of my money, in terms of my achievements, uh, in terms of knowledge. And notice like how like, these reward systems in school constantly inflate the ego of our children, right? Yeah. Class, student of the month, student of the this, this, that. Yeah, yeah, grading in general, yeah. Um, someone uh, is basically ego is uh, compare is 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 uh, I don't know how to explain it, is seeing <coughs> one side of you and comparing it. Uh, sorry, it's ego is seeing one side of somebody else, hmm. which doesn't sound like it makes sense, but it does because you see one thing and you feel like I'm better than that. Hey, hey. so Comparison, yes, and that yeah or looking for the thing that you are better than in the other person basically looking for a weakness that you can highlight as a strength for you basically over them yeah i yeah. am um, better than them in terms of my knowledge right in terms of my degree in terms of where i graduated in terms of my car in terms of my status uh, relationships it happens all the time right um, and spirituality hatta tara a lot of people spiritually they get into this ego nowalla i uh, you know, I'm the best meditator in the world And I am the most mindful person in the world And I am the most uh, I achieve illumination with ease <laughs> You know That's your meditation I think the religion is that Quran, it's so amazing Is that Allah keeps bringing you back into check Abdullah, Abdullah, Abdullah You know, like Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget Yes, I know you want spiritual elevation, but don't forget your Abd. He keeps you in check all the time. Right? Um, tada, how, how's time? Are you guys okay? Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Nearly done, inshallah. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is c- confirming what uh, Hanof was talking about, and I agree with her. Uh, res- see, an- Came to an end with the Prophet, وسلم, but the Rusal are always going to be there. Um, messengers are always going to be there. And Hayman Allah subhanahu wa And now we need messengers actually. We need, we need teachers always. Um, in fact, saying I don't need a teacher is a sign of ego also. Right? Now I can figure it out on my own. The um, Anna and this might sound a bit weird, but True, so, okay, so what's the difference between knowledge and guidance? Mm-hmm. You use guidance to achieve knowledge. Hmm? So is knowledge the goal? Knowledge. Mm-hmm. Guidance. No, yeah. No, was... around. Okay, what is it?
3: So you gain
2: knowledge or guidance?
0: For and yeah. From. Yeah. Both ways. Um... So, how do you gain
3: uh, knowledge? <laughs>
0: so, knowledge is mind. Basically, guidance is heart. Just think of it that way. Yeah? Oh. Knowledge is mind. Guidance is heart. And uh, what's more superior in the Quran? Uh, guidance, by the way. Ihdinas surat al Right? Sorry. Guidance, knowledge. Yes, guidance is heart. Yes, absolutely. Allah wants to ask you how much knowledge you have. He'll ask you, how, what did you do with the guidance I gave you? How clean is your heart? Right? For guidance and, and following guidance is the real deal. Yeah. also about like, what did you do with the knowledge that you have, right? S- so same thing. It's, it comes down to... So what is guidance, actually? Guidance is your ability to act upon whatever you know, right? So I was gu- so, what is, so guidance means I was able to go from A to B, right? Misguidance means... I was supposed to go to B, but I went to C. Making the right choices is also about guidance. Gaining more clarity is also about guidance. So true guidance comes from the heart, not from the mind. So we live in a world today where there's excessive content out there for the mind, for knowledge. So the million-dollar question is, what about guidance? If it's, if the if the source if, if the channel for guidance is the heart, how do we get guidance?
3: Put
0: on. Okay, but talking about heart now, like oh, okay. yeah. feeling
2: open your Intentions. Intentions. that up.
0: Good. But okay. think of it in terms of transmission. So knowledge, knowledge I could just go on Google or Amazon, buy a book, the attend feeling. a course. Okay.
3: It's like it's
0: so, we're talking about the spiritual heart now, not the organ as a heart. So, there's this spiritual heart that understands, that feels. It's. Again, regardless of where, it's, where it is, there is a faculty that the Quran talks about that hears, that feels, that uh, sees, that understands. And all of them, Allah calls it the heart, right? Um, and. Uh, and so yeah, so so how do we, how do we get guidance then? Think about, okay, think about heart, think about rusul, I'm trying to put the pieces together. So so to get knowledge, you get it from books, you get it from courses, you get it from Google.
1: But guidance, you get it from above, like higher consciousness, aka God, mm-hmm.
0: soul, or... So, it's actually heart to heart. Guidance comes heart to heart. Yeah. There's a transmission of guidance that comes heart to heart. Through what? Through Rasul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Rasul means
1: what? Messengers. Oh, messengers. Which
0: which can be alive in our times also. Um, and we can be messengers. Each other. Of course, uh, yeah. Anybody could be a messenger. Yeah. Well, how that's just the, mes- that's the me- means of transmission, right? So think about the Prophet ﷺ, right? Um, he was re- receiving Qur'an, and what was he doing? Trans- transmitting that from heart to heart, basically. So that's why there was a necessity for a human being to be amongst the Sahaba, to transmit. You need a f- like a physical person with a heart to be there on ground with the students to transmit that guidance. Had the Quran been enough, we wouldn't need the Prophet. ﷺ. You see, we would have just, the, the book would have come down, it would have downloaded on, on Wikipedia or something, and we could all read it and get knowledge. But guidance can only come from heart transmission, basically. And so the Prophet ﷺ would transmit it to Sahaba, Sahaba would transmit to Sahaba, teacher, student, teacher, student, teacher, student. And that chain is ongoing till the end of time. Which is which is amazing, right? So we have access to both. Yeah? We have Quran, we have books, and we have access to hearts. Now the the next question, which I won't answer, is how to find the teacher or how to f- how to know which heart is uh, you know the right heart because that's a long discussion. inshallah, per- for some other time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so p- part of it is how you feel. Yani, yeah, you know, it, it clicks and I think the heart. Yes. Very good. Idea no. out there, yes. And then it- when the student is ready, ready the teacher appears, the teacher appears. Okay. exactly. So, so look at this now, in, in the context of what we're talking about. So Rasulun, whenever I send a messenger to you now, now, think of a messenger as anybody who's coming to you with the truth, yeah. Okay? A and, and this Rasul comes to you with something that's not aligned with your hawa, with your Shahwat with your desires. Astakbartum So you deny certain people and you kill certain people, right? So this has happened historically when um, when uh, (laughs) when the Russell come with something that's against the Hawa of people So now the question is do you put your Hawa as number one or do you put guidance as number one, you see? So this is where it becomes tricky, yeah. yeah? Um, and notice when, when the Hawa was like a bigger priority, they would kill the messenger sometimes. When Israel did that, actually historically, right? Uh, and and the, of course with the Prophet meaning they called him a liar, right? They called his message a lie, basically, yeah. Um, so he says, those who have iman, those who do you know islah, they will get the rewards and Allah will increase them. Wa Amma meaning those who resisted, those who didn't do what they were supposed to do. They will go through this adab, right? Which is the pain and suffering of istikbar, the ego anha Notice bi What does that mean bi My science came to them, and science can come in the form of Quran, it can come in the forms of events in your life, it can come in the form of uh, whatever, any sign. Yeah? They called it a lie. anha. So I want to talk a little bit about Qur'an in terms of istikbar. Uh, what is our what is the required attitude for a student of the Quran if you truly want guidance from Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala through the Quran? Okay? So number one, being a seeker rather than a critic. Because a critic is seeking what? Guidance or seeking flaws? No. <laughs> will he ever get guidance? No. Allah says, Allah will guide with this book many and misguide with this book many. And who will be misguided? Those who are fasiqeen. Meaning those who have an inherently corrupt intention. Okay, that's fusq. And then number two, very important. Willing to let go when convinced regardless of consequences. So, this is what Islam is about, right? When you truly believe in that the Quran is the word of God, you have to be willing to change your perspective without caring about consequences. If, if let's say, uh, you had certain... Uh, concepts before and the Quran came and changed your concept and you say you know what I'm convinced but I can't really uh, live up to this there's this sense of ego coming in now right because you're not true to the message itself So you need to have that sense of um, receptivity to the book with no barriers, no limitations, no perceived no uh, no previous notions, basically, yeah open heart, open mind. <coughs> and we talked about knowledge versus guidance, and benchmark, meaning, what is number one? <laughs> We have Quran, we have other spiritual books, we have spiritual teachers, we have the Bible, we have the Torah, we have the Injil. Would you put all of them in one plane equally? or would you order them in terms of authenticity and and credibility? Hmm? And what would be at the top? Yeah, so we're talking about Quran now, right? So yeah, so Quran would be at the top. Qur'an would be your reference point. I'll share with you how I study, right? The Quran. So I I would study Deepak Chopra. I would go into pranic healing. I would go into whatever different avenues to study and seek spirituality. But but the Quran would always be number one for me. It would be the rope. It would be the hablullah. what he calls it, yeah, hablullah, right? Meaning I would go back and check. To see what Allah says about this, because I believe that this is the true, authentic word of Allah subhanahu wa Taala. Uh, and and being someone who can understand Arabic basics, yani, I'm not a linguist or anything, but basic Arabic, you can pretty much check the validity of that. Yani. Um, yes, the Quran does have what Allah calls mutashabihat, meaning verses that are kind of confusing, but there are also ayat muhkamat, which are pretty straightforward, right? Uh so you don't need to be like a, a rocket scientist in Arabic to figure them out And so um, to summarize all of this, there's humility with the book Humility in terms of Allah, teach me And Allah says, <laughs> What does that mean? How come Ar rahman Alam al-Qur'an and then khalaq al-Insan? How does that work? How How did Allah teach us before we were even created?
3: Hmm?
0: Yes. So pre-installed kind of uh, natural...
1: Okay. In-
0: Into, into mm-hmm. so, again, mm-hmm. It's mentioned in the Quran Allah asked us all In the form of our spirits And we said Shahidna, Indeed we bear witness um, And Our ruhs In the spiritual realm Was in the company of Allah In, the, in Jannah for 70,000 years Again don't take it literally but For a long 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 time And we we all know the Quran already. We have been taught the Quran. Every single human being, even the atheists. And so that pre-installed Quran software, is that chip is inside every human being. And so when we come on earth, and a Rasul comes to you with a message, think of it as him him or her watering that seed. Right? And slowly, slowly, that potential is in every human being to get that aha moment or that feeling or that this makes sense or i've heard this before or this feels right where is that coming from? it's coming from that pre-installed software so very very interesting i mean this is emotional intelligence 3.0 okay you want to get rid of emotional problems get rid of your ego come to zero because Getting triggered is impossible if you have no ego. I'll repeat that again. It is impossible for you to be triggered if you have zero ego. How cool is that? Yeah. Okay. So, so for example, look at these uh, common triggers, right? I felt excluded. I felt powerless. I felt unheard. I felt scolded. I felt judged. I felt blamed. I felt disrespected. I felt a lack of affection. I felt I couldn't speak up. I felt lonely. I felt ignored. I felt I couldn't be honest. I felt like the bad guy or the girl. I felt forgotten. I felt unsafe. I felt unloved. I felt like it was unfair. I felt frustrated, disconnected, trapped, lack of passion, uncared for, manipulated, controlled. What's this I felt who who's talking here so It's an incident it's an incident to justify I mean, <laughs> <someone> <laughs> can manipulate feel <it>. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so so you're not supposed
2: can. to feel and anything I think, yeah yani yeah. it's supposed to be normal
3: yeah
2: I feel like but like you don't need thing. to act on it
0: at all if I were, what we're saying we're, so we're talking that, what, are, what are what are triggers Is when you react to them, yeah. It's reacting to that in a way where you are now announcing it and you are complaining about it, right? For example, manipulated. Like if I felt manipulated from
1: someone, which hurt me, like not my ego, me. Let's say, let's say a doctor, for example, he gave me wrong medication, and he manipulated it. You know, the the doctor who was giving chemo, for uh, he was running around passing chemo for people who don't have. Who don't have cancer, mm-hmm.
0: so these guys were
1: manipulated,
0: okay. Into <coughs> mm-hmm. So that wouldn't be the ego, right? Th- that
1: would harm them, it's the unjust the unjust, yeah, unjust yeah. injustice that they face mm. with, with the manipulation. So yeah. sometimes, manipulation, for example, um,
2: controlled, control, lonely, lonely. Yeah, I feel
1: these things, yeah, I mean, they, okay, they're triggers. This are they from your ego, yeah, I mean, are they? Derived from the ego, mm-hmm. Isn't it Like yeah. human nature, and you're, not, you're, not you're not just in. supposed to feel it and let it pass.
0: So what we're talking about is a very, very high level of be having no ego, right? So I know the standard is very high, right? Because technically, when you have zero ego, you're not you're not lonely because you have Allah with you all Can the time, feel right?
3: Unsafe? No, yeah. no unsafe.
0: Not you're not with Allah al-Qawi, yeah. You have Allah. You no. have complete safety. لِنَأَيمَانِ خلاص. Until you feel Safe and you trust Allah right? You are fulfilled in every Single aspect, so all of these are lack Feelings of lack, if you notice Yes or no? Feelings of lack And hatta manipulation It's like going back to I want to be noticed Exactly Talking about manipulation, right? Did Allah allow that manipulation to happen? I surrender to Allah's plan I was manipulated, but I surrender, right? That, that doesn't mean I won't take justice and, and, and you know, take this guy to court or whatever, but it's not... So, so the key word here is the trigger, right? Getting triggered is what causes that emotional imbalance, right? That reaction, or reaction to, to things. That's very, very, very empowering when, when you can reach that stage where you're fulfilled from the inside, Can, yani, let's put me in the moments. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All. Exactly. I'll give you.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Have your ups and downs. Of
0: course. Yeah. <laughs> we learn from these. Yeah. I love this story about Ali ibn Abi Talib You know, so he was basically, and this is a poem by Rumi, where he um, talks about how. Let's read it, actually. Learn how to act sincerely from Ali, God's lion, free from all impurity. Yani basically. Yeah? During a battle, he subdued a foe, then drew his sword to deal the final blow. That man spat in Ali's pure face the pride of every saint and prophet far and wide. The moon prostrates itself before this face at which he spat. This act was a disgrace. Ali put down his saber straight away. And though he was on top, he stopped the fray. The fighter was astonished by this act that he showed mercy though he'd been attacked. Basically, Ali ibn Abi Talib was there about to give him the final blow and he spat on his face. And what did Ali do? He stopped and he, he left the place. when he When he spat at him, for a for an inst- instant, the ego came in and got like he felt, shway, uh anno- hurt and annoyed and whatever right disrespected. Or yeah, imagine being spat at right. All of us would react instantly right, but he had such self control and he was able to like stop his anger and just basically leave. And then he didn't had he killed him in that instant? It would have been for who? Marbutilla or? مرضات النفس exactly right. so that's how um, so, so what you're learning here is that they had triggers but they were so their reactions were so controlled yes that pause you see it's really un- uh, unbelievable yani. and so just putting things into context with the jarad that are in the in the news these days so, Allah says, <laughs> These are all signs that Allah sent to Bani Israel, by the way, including these grasshoppers were sent to Bani Israel. Why? They were signs from Allah, right? To get them back on track, to, to get them out of their ego. But what did they do? They they, their ego didn't let them benefit from these signs and they continue to do their crimes. But these are all signs that are like literally happening around us today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next time you see these grasshoppers or whatever, like get your ego in check and ayala Thanks for the sign. Thanks for the reminder. Can is telling you who's the boss, Yani? You know? That's it's uh, really incredible, and then Allah says, "Remember Surah Al-Mulk, 'الذي خلق أيكم We were just talking about this. Life is gonna be a roller coaster, guys. But your inner state is all that matters, right? Is your resilience to that roller coaster ride, your ability to? Uh, Keep your Iman strong Your ability to keep your trust in Allah strong Your ability to keep your ego in check Notice Why did Allah uh, الله لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيِّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ وعمل. Notice so the, the, the expected response to the test is ihsan Excellence Who amongst you is the best When it comes to that test Because is it easy for us to like um, Be patient and trustworthy in good times but when right. bad times come, what, what gets triggered? Our ego. Our ego. gets triggered at bad times. And now why me? Yeah. How come this happened happening to me, Allah? How come out of all the people, me? You know, so that's, this why, this questioning, it's actually the ego resisting a divine plan. And uh, that test has come to polish you, to to make you learn, to make you more self-aware. Uh, and those who do the self in, in, uh, introspection will will get the ayah and they will benefit from it, right? But there are those who resist, resist, and they go into kufr and they deny, and then they're like, you know what? If uh, praying is gonna get me all this, probably Allah, I don't want it, I don't want this. I'd rather just go and party and you know. Mm-hmm. So you see how like يعني, and and in in on the spiritual path, it actually gets uh, tougher and tougher. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Allah is just testing to see how, how sincere you are. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a yani, it's not an easy. It's thing. not, it's not yani, You need like res- extreme resilience, you know, to to be able to handle that. No, that's just pure ghafla, you know, like just distraction. Your like desires, your hawa, basically, right? Which is next week, actually. Next week we're going to talk about the qissa of Adam and how like they left Jannah, right, after eating from the tree, because that's the shahwa part of it. This today was about ego. Next week is going to be about shahwa. But just this, I just wanted to highlight the fact that during trials and these big roller coaster rides in our life the ego comes out, right? And, and that's a way for Allah to, to teach us to kind of be aware of that. But the prophets, I mean, look at the Prophet ﷺ, Muhammad ﷺ, right? His life, I mean, he was born without a father. His mother died when he was eight. His grandfather died when he was, I think, 11. Then his uncle dies. Then his favorite wife, Khadija, dies. Then, you know, two of his sons die. Like, can you imagine the amount of, like, toughness, mental toughness and emotional toughness that he's been trained to, you know, handle. Which is just making his capacity bigger and bigger. And, and, and remember I gave you the example of like um, the three containers. You remember this? Should I repeat it? So imagine there's a large, or let's say small container, right? You know the gahua container, like a small cup, then normal glass, and then a big jug. And you have water in all three. And you take a tablespoon of salt in each one you drink the small cup is it going to is is it going to taste salty yeah. the medium one so and so large one no so think of your iman and your trust in allah as that as the container and, containers. and the containers and the salt is pain in life basically or tests in life to so the wider your capacity the more you can handle yeah? so based on your capacity so I love this quote, arrogance is the camouflage of insecurity. Think about that. It actually sums up our, our lesson today, right? And notice what is insecurity? Or what is security? What's the opposite of insecurity in the Quran? Iman, exactly. Yeah. Feeling safe is iman actually. When you're not threatened, when you're because you know Allah's there, you know that Allah's taking care of you. You know, everything is being taken care of in a very loving and beautiful and perfect way, which you probably can't understand fully. So does this make sense? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's like insecurity comes from lack. Yes. Yes. Arrogance, lack of knowledge. Absolutely.
0: It's lack, yeah. And even salah, right, as an act, look at the actions itself. It's just physical training at the... At the body level to kind of remind you of your, you know, keep your ego in check, keep your ego in check, keep your ego in check. I surrender, I surrender, I submit. And our, our bodies need this physical act because it does play a role in, in you internalizing this idea of I am zero, basically. Yeah. And... Um, Allah says, Wasjud waqtarib," in the Qur'an. Meaning, with sujood, we get closer to Allah. Yeah. But I like that you once mentioned with this picture was and yeah.
1: the Salah and the Wahid Nisqa which happens. And it's um, a key, Allah. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. It's... So I don't know <coughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I always use it now. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And notice Allahu Akbar, uh, meaning whenever we say it, what does that make us? Asghar and Asghar. Um, I'm smaller and smaller. So yeah. the more. Kulama nukabir Allah, kulma actually. Yeah. But it actually deflates your ego. Yeah. Could, could you explain what we were talking about? Because I think. Yeah, it's coming, it's there, yeah. So. Walillahi do. ما في السماوات وما في Remember earlier وَلَهُ أَسْلَمَ مَن في السماوات Everything is a Muslim to Allah yeah, Everything in Allah's creation So same thing with sujood now Everything is submitting in the skies and the earth All the animals, angels And notice here's the key وَهُمْ لَا So sujood is an act of going against your istikbar basically right? So anyway, so basically what Allah is trying to say is Those who don't do sajda have an ego issue because the face is the most precious part of the human body, right? And so for them to put it on the ground, they're like, no, I don't need to do that. And new research shows that you release negative energy. So mm. when you, like, you're not a, and a, and you're, uh, to the universe, and you're taking positive energy. Yes, it's like a recharge.
1: And especially being like in the O of my event. Yes. And the, the yeah.
0: It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And so Allah says then, okay, the skies and the earth are doing sajda. What about you, a human being? You've been given the choice now, right? Like Iblis, he was given the choice, he denied. Are you going to be like him? <laughs> Those who are reminded of my signs, Kharru <laughs> <laughs> means like they fall into sajda out of humility. Notice <laughs> again. Wahumlaystekbirun, la yastakbirun Yeah? And this is an ayah of sajda actually. And the ayah sajda you have to do Yes, yes,
2: it's mm-hmm. actually.
0: Yeah, okay. That was actually my question. Yeah. You have to? Yeah. Yeah. It's
3: it's uh, it's good actually to do that. So is
0: it after You can do it after I and mean, we finish or if you want to do it now up to you guys. Okay. Oh okay.
3: Yeah. we have to
2: do it now? Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's fine, we can
0: do it if you want, I anyways. Mean, but um,
2: it's after both that you do it, or just
0: the last one oh, so this 21? this uh, so this this is 15 you do you, when the sign comes up you do it basically oh, oh, then That ayah i hadn't finished one. the next okay. ayah has a such um, the- um, of course يعني, i put this here because Surat al-maun talks about how like people they they were praying right but they were so Mean to the orphans, right? Yadu'l pushing the orphan around, not helping the miskin, uh showing off, right? Yamna'un al Ma'un, they're not even helping with the smallest good deeds. ف... Allah is saying, which basically means, in that what's the point of your salah if it's not making you a better human being? Yeah. So, what we're learning here is I that. <laughs> It's about praying, but with no—it's uh, not changing your state to someone who is Everyone any compassionate, basically, right? It, to to uh, yeah, no, it's But It's more about like when the Salah is supposed to change you as a person, right? It's supposed to deflate your ego, number one. And then, once your ego is deflated, then what comes next? Compassion, actually. Yeah, compassion, because now, you know, now you're Values based, right? And so These guys, because they're pushing around the Yateem, not feeding The poor, not giving The smallest acts of kindness, right? There's no compassion, why? Because there's ego So we're, we're learning here, between the Lines, what's really happening yeah? So yeah, and Allahu Akbar, just to share with you So, we say it Many times in the Salah, and it has many meanings, and it's actually in the comparative sense. Allahu Akbar meaning Allah is greater than, and there's a blank, right? Allah is greater than your problems, greater than your ego, greater than, you know, Netflix or whatever you're busy with, you know. And um, it keeps you in check, and it keeps. It's like that anchor in the Salah, you know. Between every position, you just anchor yourself back to Allah. Nothing is more important. This is the quote I was talking about at told Death is a stripping away of all that is not you. Notice the false self. And the secret of life is to die before you die. And literally, even in, in like, Awliya, they talk about al maut qabla al-mawt, literally. You know? And find that there is no death. Yani, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would say there is death, yani. Um, then this statement, there is no death, would leave, would take that accountability out of the picture. Fahna we would add, there is death, but what ends up happening in a very subtle way is people start yeah. taking it easy, yani, you know, and you, know, you lose that accountability and responsibility. If there is no death, then I can do whatever, you know, and get away with it, basically. But that infinity model, right? This is, again, new agey stuff here. Yeah? We want to come back to zero. Maut, Akhirah. Yeah? it all comes back to zero. And this is the ayah in Qaf, which confirms what he's saying, right? لَقَدْ كُنْتَ فِي غَفْلَةٍ مِنْ Allah says To the, to the disbeliever Right? فَكَشَفْنَا عَنْكَ It's so as if the curtain is, Or the veil is being lifted And this is at the moment of his death And today Your ability to see the truth Is hadith From hiddah, From sharpness Right? You have sharp eyesight So today you actually see Who you truly are So this is going to happen on the, uh, on the day we die But hopefully For the uh, the smart ones you realize this before you die right well, this is talking about the gha- ghafiloon those who are destruct, distracted deluded and um, just to end the Prophet ﷺ said in a very scary hadith I yani, need to mention it here no one will enter paradise in whose heart is even a mustard seed of arrogance right so yeah, and with that, we conclude today's session. Jazakumullah khair. Um, I hope this one ayah just highlights to us you know, that qibr and istikbar is a pretty serious deal in the Qur'an. And this is actually the summary, like we said, of the Qur'an. So may Allah give us the strength to reach to zero and to live a life of ubudiyah and to be Khulafa Allah on earth so that we can make this world a better place, inshaAllah. Salaamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.